Welcome to another edition of Capital Ideas, the semi-regular podcast where members of the Democratic majority in the Washington State House of Representatives sit down at the Capitol and talk about ideas. We're with Tacoma Representative Lori Jenkins. In the legislature, Lori chairs the House Judiciary Committee, and when she's not here, she's Director of Organizational Initiatives for the Tacoma Pierce County Health Department. Today's Capital Idea is the Reproductive Parity Act, so let's get to it. Welcome, Representative Jenkins. Thanks. I think that the RPA, the Reproductive Parity Act, is kind of a confusing concept for a lot of people. What's the status of the attempts right now to make sure that there is reproductive parity in Washington? Yeah. Well, I hope, Dan, it's actually really straightforward. I'm not somebody who usually argues for just keeping the status quo. But this is a bill that basically is trying to have Washington State keep the status quo. Before implementation of the Affordable Care Act, every insurer in Washington state covered a full range of reproductive health services for women, including abortion services. But that federal law actually removed the uh, coverage for abortion care and allowed for those services to be excluded. Uh, And in fact, the federal plans that people have available to them actually do exclude abortion care. So what the Reproductive Parity Act does is say, no, we want to go back to the way it's always been here in Washington. All of our insurers in state should make sure that they're providing the full range of reproductive health services, including abortion services. So that's all the bill is trying to do is say, let's keep Washington the way it's been Uh, for a very long time. And, you know, we have a state that voters over and over and over again have voted that a woman's right to choose is is fundamental, and they strongly support it. Let me jump back to the federal bill for a moment and find out why were reproductive services excluded under the ACA. I think a lot of people would find that surprising. I don't serve there, but my view from somebody who was outside of this process was that was a purely political decision that was made, honestly, to get a final few votes to support the Affordable Care Act and some some uh, senators who were not pro-choice, not amenable to women being able to make these decisions for themselves. So they wanted to make sure that the federal government in no way, shape, or form ever you know, provided the opportunity for women to make those decisions. What's the history of the bill as far as how the legislature has dealt with it up to now? For the last three years, uh, well, the two prior years and this year, we've had a bill in the House. Uh, We moved it from the floor of the House both of the last two years, sent it over to the Senate. Uh, The Senate has declined to to move the bill forward to pass the bill. So uh, the Republican Senate uh, just has not been supportive. If it came to a floor vote in the Senate, what's your feeling about how this bill would fare over there? You know, as I talk to advocates and talk to senators over there, if this were on the floor of the Senate, it would pass. Uh, The vote might be very close, but uh, it would pass. And essentially, in 25 words or less, what would this bill say or do? It would make sure that every insurer in Washington state has, as part of their coverage for women, the ability for a woman to choose to have an abortion uh, if, if she makes that decision. And would it also cover other kinds of reproductive care? 
What we've seen is that all that those services are predominantly covered. It's it's actually abortion services that are really challenging. And I, I do want to just kind of say why this is a real problem. Last year, we had this argument that, hey, all the insurers in Washington cover this, so you don't need to worry. This We don't need a bill. And then what we saw with the opening of the health care exchange is insurers in their pre-filing, we had four, maybe five insurers who in their pre-filings said they weren't going to cover it. And then it became clear that that uh, that people were outraged by that. So most of them decided to cover it. We still have one group health cooperative who isn't didn't cover it in their uh, in their plan, although they found other ways to do it now once they realized that people were upset about it. And we have yet another uh, insurance uh, company that they think they cover it, but the insurance commissioner's office doesn't think they cover it. So, if nothing else, we need a law so that there's clarity about what insurers have to do uh, in this state. So, uh, you know, I think we really what we worried would happen is what happened, and uh, we need to address it. Bills that passed the House during the 2013 session, but not the Senate, revert to the House of Origin, and they need to be voted upon again. What is the next step now for the RPA? Well, actually, uh, the Representative Cody is the prime sponsor, and she filed a new bill, which is something that you can do. So that's been heard in the House Health Care Committee. It was heard last week, uh, and we'll, it's up for executive session uh, this, this week. I hope we'll move it out of committee. It'll be moved from the committee to the, to, from the House Health Care Committee to the Rules Committee, and then hopefully to the floor in the next a couple of weeks, and we'll get to vote on it, vote it off the floor of the House, send it over to the Senate. We're about out of time. What's your final word on this? There are lots of technical reasons to do this, but the fundamental reason for women is that the decision about whether or not to carry a pregnancy to term is probably the most significant and important decision a woman ever makes in her life, or at least one of the most important. And I think the voters in this state, and I firmly believe that in the end, it's a woman who should choose the right decision for her. She should consult with the people that are important to her, whether that's her health care provider, her family, her faith, whoever that is. But it shouldn't be an insurance company that makes that decision for her, and it shouldn't be her employer who makes that decision for her, or some theoretical person out there in the world who makes that decision. It should be her decision. I appreciate you spending a few minutes with us, Laurie, and now we're going to get out of your hair. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. That's today's Capital Ideas. You can subscribe on iTunes or at housedemocrats.wa.gov, and we hope you will. After all, it's your state government, and the more you know about how it works, the better it can work for you. For the Washington State House Democrats, I'm Dan Frizzell.